Welcome to the Prince Manasseh Achu podcast. Prophet Manasseh Achu is the general overseer of the Watered Garden Church in Ghana, West Africa. Thank you for joining us for another power-packed session. Through the teaching of God's word and the ministration of the spirit, we restore God's glory in mankind. Enjoy the transformational power of God's word as you listen to today's message. Holy Father, we thank you. Speak forth your word and come in your strength and your power and come in your own special way. The Holy Spirit and the most sacred things of God. The Holy Spirit and the most sacred things of God. The Holy Spirit and the most sacred things of God. Presence divine. God has desired and designed our bodies for his habitation. How much space God has in our bodies determine what happens in our lives. How much glory and power is made manifest is depending on how much space God has in us. You need to make time for you and the Holy Spirit. You need to create time and space for you and the Holy Spirit. And everything will happen in that sacred appointment. The Holy Spirit is ready. To take you into the deep things of God. Into some really sacred things. The Holy Spirit himself is the most sacred ever. Because the Holy Spirit is and represents the essence of God. The person of God. The revelation of God. The will of God. The mind of God. The heart of God. When Bible says the face of God. It's talking of the Holy Spirit. The shadow of God. The Holy Spirit. The hand of God. The Holy Spirit. The feathers. The wings of God. The Holy Spirit. The arm of God. The Holy Spirit. The finger of God. The Holy Spirit. The breath of God. The Holy Spirit represents. He is God himself in essence. And in full manifestation. The Holy Spirit is the glory of God. He is actually the only person in the Godhead that is able to capture and represent God to the full. I know you say, well, what about Jesus? We know that Jesus is the express image of his person. And he is the brightness or the outshining or the light beam or the radiance of his glory. Yes, Jesus is exactly that in the Holy Spirit. Or as the Holy Spirit. Because when he was on earth. Though in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He still was limited. He said there are things to tell you. But you can't bear them. But the Holy Spirit can fully. Not only reveal them. But help you to get it. Because it's not just about the revelation. It's about how to receive it. And the Holy Spirit will be in our heart. To help us receive. So the first. And the most important. In order and ranking. Of the most sacred is the Holy Spirit himself. Now, 
the Lord Jesus is actually called most holy. In Daniel chapter 9 verse 24, they were talking about Jesus, how he will make final atonement. And he said, to anoint the most holy. Look at the last line. Now, Jesus, obviously, is the most holy, most sacred. He's the holiest of all. Because he is God in every way, even in his humanity. But I want to add something to this most sacred or this most holy person called Jesus. And what I want to add is his grace. Are you surprised that Paul said, instead of saying the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, He starts first with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ before the love of God. John did the same thing, so it cannot be a mistake. John said that which was from the beginning. In fact, he said, in the beginning was the word. He mentioned him before he mentioned even God, the Father. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. See, you need to understand that though God the Father is the God of all glory, and all purposes, all, I mean the eternal purpose was purposed by him. It is important to understand that God has actually given the highest name and the first place and the chiefest place to the Lord. The sacredness of the love of God is in the grace of Jesus. Now, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was revealed in his finished work. You need to understand that the things called most holy in the Bible, the very first one was, it was the veil that separated the holy from the holiest of holies. It was actually the veil that created that dichotomy. And the veil was Christ. It was actually Christ who determines what is holy. And what is most holy. And it's also important to understand. That the second thing mentioned in the Bible. As most holy. Was the most holy place. In relation to the mercy seat. And the mercy seat. Represents Christ. But actually. His redemptive work. His grace. Mercy seat. Is actually the same as the throne of grace. And it is most holy. The third thing you want to know that is called most holy in the Bible was the vessels in the tabernacle. All of them were called most holy. The altar of sacrifice. Though it was in the holy place and not most holy or holiest of all, it was called most holy, the altar itself. Now, that altar received the sacrificial lamb. So the altar represents the redemptive work of Christ, which is still part of this grace of Jesus I'm talking about. It is still most holy. The finished work of Christ, his grace is most holy. In fact, all the vessels, then they mention the altar of incense. Which 
unlike the altar of sacrifice which was made of only brass which stands for judgment which the lord the lamb carried or in other words jesus our lamb that taken away the sin of the world was laid on that altar of judgment unlike the altar of sacrifice the brazen altar the altar of incense is made of sheeting wood kesha which stands for humanity and overlaid with gold which stands for deity so he's talking about jesus in humanity and divinity but that's where we fit in the altar of incense was an altar you don't burn lambs on it the only thing you burn on it is incense and the incense stands for our worship and our prayers after a man is born again the believer he offers to god sweet smelling odors and aromas you know the king james call scent order anyway whether it's good or bad so he called it so he qualifies sweet order so incense honey the altar of incense was called most holy if you want to know one of the things that are most holy it is our worship and our prayers i can stop the service right here look the reason why we don't see the glory of God is basically because we don't understand the sacredness of worship. That it is most holy. Prayer is most holy. Then, the Bible says all the vessels in the tabernacle which represents the finished work of Christ and we the believers, they are all called most holy. Dr. George Wilfred Arthur already taught us that apart from the glory of God, the next thing that is we should consider as most holy is the Christian living. Because he explained that the offering or the sacrifice, which is called the meal offering or the meat offering. Meat, you see, King James called every food meat. So meat offering is not talking about meat. Meat offering just means meal offering is actually an offering of fine flour from grains and wheat mixed with frank incense you know and oil and he explained that beautifully that it is called most holy in other words he says the wheat stands for humanity and mixed with the oil the flour mixed with oil and france incense talking about the holy spirit and salt presents or represents a Christian living. In other words, the life of Jesus that we live is most holy. So, our life must be most holy. And he actually challenged us not to live the ordinary life, but go the extra mile. And he explained the difference between Philadelphia, which is brotherly kindness or brotherly affection. I love my brother because he's my brother. I love my mother because my mother there is that kind of love but then the divine love we have shut abroad in our heart is agape which is the extra mile that makes you to love even your enemies but you need to also understand it's not only the meal offering that is called most holy the sin offering is most holy the trespass offering which is also the guilt offering is also most holy the peace offering is called most holy and the bent offering is also called most holy. In other words, you know, all these offerings represent the 
sacrificial work of Christ or the redemptive work of Christ for us believers and we show it forth your life must be so pure like God himself before I get into some of the other things that are called most holy I want to say that the father himself is most holy actually we understand that the glory of God is what he is in essence. But the holiness of God is what he is in his being or person. The righteousness of God is what he is in his dealings and act. God is so holy. This whole idea of clean and unclean things, we'll get into that. Holy and most holy is... To give people a sense of the fact that there are actually holy things. And there are degrees of holiness, sanctification, and sacredness. I taught you here before that death is not just an event. It's a state. And there are degrees in death. The death you experience in hell is not as serious as the death you experience in the lake of fire. When you die physically and you go to hell, it's called the first death. That one, you just be testy small. And some demons will mirror you small. But when you are put into the lake of fire, fire is actually burning you. And you are getting rotten. And worms are coming out. But the fire doesn't burn the worms. It says they are fire quenched not and they are worms die not. The death in the lake of fire is called the second death. It is actually a higher degree of death. That is how life also is. That's what we call something abundant life. There are degrees in life. That's what we call something abundant life. You can have life and have it in abundance. There are degrees in life. You need to understand this. Thing. And there are degrees in holiness. And God is the holiest of all. Actually, holiness is what emanates out of God. And it is so important to God that of all the commandments he gave the Israelites or his people, everything boiled down to knowing the difference between sacred things and common things, clean things and unclean things, holy things and the most holy. The love of God is so pure. Honey, God is so holy that even his jealousy, there is no unrighteousness in it. God cannot sin. Look, God is so holy that the creatures that cover his presence cover their face with two of their wings. God dwells in an unapproachable light which no eye has seen or can see. The throne God sits on, he made it himself to be a seat that can carry him. But when God sits on that throne, he releases thunderclaps and lightning. The man is too much for the seat. In the Bible, when God gave instructions about his holiness, the consequences were always death. In fact, when God was giving instructions to Aaron, then he said, so that they die not. Everything is so that they die not. So that they die not. So that they die not. The holiness of God is overwhelming. You don't even survive to explain. Can I explain something to you? 
there were some of the offerings that were voluntary. But the sin offering was compulsory. It was mandatory. Actually, my plan is that this convention doesn't end this prophecy that God gave us. This program actually starts the presence divine. So we're actually not ending on Sunday. We're actually starting presence divine and the most sacred things of God. We are starting from Sunday. I actually asked the artists to design our backdrop and the one at the frontage as presence divine the holy spirit and the most sacred things of god we will run it until we do our next program actually you are now getting to know the thing so we are not going to start it the other things to say about most sacred things or most holy things has got to do with the purpose of god that's the ultimate actually you see the concept of holiness is actually measuring a thing against god so where the thing is in relation to god that is his holiness so something can be ordinary or common but once it's devoted to god it becomes holy and the closer it is to god the holier it is anything that touches that which is highly consecrated becomes holy automatically for example anything that touches the altar becomes holy the altar sanctifies it so our proximity to god determines our sacredness so what jesus did for us by carrying us in himself into god has made us more sacred it is actually frightening not just humbling i'll get to that it's not just humbling honey we should not be humble we should fear god i'll get into that we should not respect god we should reverence god we should not respect things of god we should reverence them that's the meaning of a holy thing that's your attitude towards a holy thing the word is reverence anything that suggests dishonor to a sacred thing was tantamount to death and whilst real death is not physical death we need to understand that we can lose some things spiritually some things can die spiritually if we commit the same offense of desecrating sacred things or if we commit sacrilege you know i grew up with this lifestyle when i hear blasphemy from one end i take the other direction whether you know what you are doing or not in fact there are some people that have to be taught not to blaspheme paul said i handed humanness and alexander over to satan that they should learn not to blaspheme let me tell you something god said put a difference between the holy and the unholy and he he asked the priest why have you not taught the people to put a difference between the holy and the unholy let me tell you something right now the sin of our day is 
not to reverence that which is holy. And God had to teach some people some serious lessons. You don't know what I'm talking about. Abihu and Nathan. Bible says they went before the Lord and burned strange incense and made strange fire which the Lord did not mandate or command. And the Bible says fire from the Lord consumed them. There was another guy called Uzzah who felt it was a good day to touch the ark because God was suffering too much. They were carrying him on a cart and then the oxen even stumbled and God was going to fall down in the ark. And he looked at God. Oh, this God too, you are sovereign. Let me help you small. And God killed him. You know, those of you who don't respect anything, you have reduced us in your own estimation into ordinary men who are begging you for money. One of these days you are about to die. One of the things called most holy in the Bible was the anointing oil. After it was prepared by the specifications of God, the oil in itself was not holy. Up to today, oil can be used for culinary use. It's the same olive oil that you used to cook in the kitchen. You need to understand this. That's what they used to fry their fish and everything. But after it is taken from the shelf, and prepared according to the instructions of God. They add the mud, the front incense. And they prepare the oil after the act of the apothecary. It becomes the holy anointing oil. What changed? You said it was devoted to God. Not only that. What actually makes that oil holy is the purpose of God that created it. People think that a holy man of God is a man who is holy. A holy man of God is a man who has been called. It is the call of God that makes him holy. Yes, he must live holy and stay holy. But it is the purpose of God. You haven't read why Jesus glorified on himself to be a high priest. But he waited for the same person who, who told him, you are a son. This day have I begotten you. He waited for him to also tell him. That you are a priest forever that the order of Melchizedek. Because it is the purpose of God that becomes your designation. Your authorized placement. Your right placement. And this takes us into the next thing from the purpose of God into the word of God. Your holiness is not so much about what you have done. It is who you are. Your holiness is not so much about what you are doing good. It is about God's purpose, where you are in the purpose of God. Haven't you read that the Bible says it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer? When God says, put this aside, it becomes holy. Everything is ordinary until God speaks about it. Everything is ordinary until God speaks about it. Everything is common until God speaks about it. Once God says something about a thing, it changes. That's why when God speaks about your business, you must be rolling on the floor. Because your business is just a business. But the day the Holy Ghost begins to speak, or a prophet begins to say, that's said the Lord. Your business, I will bless. 
you should be rolling on the floor but because some of you don't understand these things what excites you is some of these magic guys perform in town these magicians perform in town we'll get into that some other day and god will start killing them very soon don't worry see the long suffering of god is really long usually he gives more rope to the unbelievers so that they can have time to repent but these guys they are not unbelievers they are also not believers they are actually agents of the devil i was teaching lume about ananas and safara and i was explaining to them that people will read the story and think ah that was too harsh somebody sold his land kept part and brought part of the money and they say we love to the holy ghost bam died the wife came but you see they didn't say one of the church members they didn't say one of the disciples they say a certain man actually we're talking about the revival the glory of god had appeared in the book of acts god had come into the church when they prayed the place where they were gathered shook there was a literal earthquake in the place and revival broke out nobody called anything his own love agape was perfect people were sharing their properties nobody lacked so that's what was happening and then people sold their land brought all the money joseph barnabas also sold his land and brought all his money then the devil wanted to fake the thing bible says why has the devil filled your heart you don't see that anywhere in the bible except in the case of judas he said why has the devil filled your heart the devil actually came into ananas to counterfeit what was happening so that they will sell part and keep part and that was supposed to start a process of grumbling about how can you sell your property and give all the money to the church at least you and your children also need some i mean you have wife and children so that that is supposed to kill the revival and peter said oh i'm sorry you can't even realize that the holy ghost himself is in church you have lied to the holy ghost he died immediately now you don't see this happen to unbelievers there's grace for them to be saved you don't have to see this happen to believers but this happens to people who are agents they are not unbelievers they are also not believers because unbelievers they are committing their sin because they are unbelievers and they will be saved but there is a breed of human beings on earth who will never be born again some of you think the grace of god covers the devil it says these people are like they are supposed to be taken and destroyed why do you think god said they should kill all the canaanites god would have said preach to them they were of strange breed they are not people to be converted anyway tell somebody anyway so it is sanctified by the word of god and prayer where you are in the purpose of the, so the purpose of god and i mentioned the word of god another thing worthy of note in talking about the most sacred things of god is the zeal of god when god is serious and you try to joke you die yes you see the zeal of god 
You cry when you are zealous. You can see the things you can do. So when God is zealous and you scoff, oh, you should just shut up. <laughs> you know, there are people who don't fear God, eh? The other thing we can refer to as most sacred, obviously, is the glory of God. But because we spoke about that, Dr. George spoke about that the first day, I want to leave it, but just mention it. Maybe tomorrow I may touch on it. Maybe we get into something else. Now, it is true that the most holy is the glory of God. Moses saw God face to face and he begged to see the glory of God. God spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaker to his friend. But that is God becoming a man. It's a theophany. When God visited Abraham, nobody fell down under that anointing. It just came cool. That's high voltage converted through the transformer into 240 volts so you can plug in and use your electric cooker or charge your phone. But encountering the glory, actually seeing the glory is like connecting directly to the high tension. Before you say, you are, you, are, you are wonderful, you have become ash. So when Moses asked to see God's glory, God said, Moses, you know, nobody has ever seen me and lived. But, let's try this. There's a little place by me here in the cleft of the rock. Obviously, that is in Christ, the rock. I'll hide you here and cover you with my hand. He was going to be in Christ and yet he has to be covered. And then I'll pass. And then you should see my back part. That should be enough for you. When God was passing, the Bible says the mountains rent. You see the word the Bible used? Not the rocks broke. They use the word rent. Like you tear a cloth. That was just for somebody to see his back. Small, small. God's power is also most holy. I talk about the anointing oil being called most holy in the Old Testament. It represents the Holy Spirit, but it also represents the power of the Holy Spirit. You know how people can make fun of tongues of prophecy now when God's power is in action it has to be reverenced actually Elisha said tomorrow about this time one measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of rough barley flour will be sold for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. That was a man under anointing. The power of God was in action. The Lord whose arm the king leans on said, Even if God opened the windows in heaven, might this be? Elisha turned and looked at him at once. He says, it will happen, but only you will not see it. 
one day peter was under heavy anointing working miracles with john and then simon who just got born again because this man used to charm a whole city and put everybody in one town under witchcraft power you see when you are an unbeliever you are so one magician a whole city is control everybody when you're an unbeliever you are so powerless that just one witch can control everybody i think that's what people have borrowed into christianity and when they are believers they still think that some magician can charm them they don't understand that philip just did some signs and wonders philip just did some miracle and the magician himself got born again and followed them then peter was under anointing heavy and anointing doing miracles and then he also just did this <sighs> master then he he took some money and gave to peter that give me this power also so that me too when i lay hand on somebody he start to speak in tongues and receive the spirit peter said your money perish with you the power of god is to be reverence you know how we've learned some very dangerous things sometimes you see the glory of god comes in the church the presence of god come heavy in church and somebody's ministry and anointing and then somebody takes his back and walks out he's gone no don't misunderstand me we have doctors here we have lawyers here we have people who handle emergencies and we have people who they are working such that they don't have the luxury of being in church all through as a matter of fact some of the nurses we even tell them you can go but at least just some reverence that god's power is flowing or just whispering to the resident pastor or whispering to one of the people in authority because when he covers you you are covered in the church that i got to go to work and then he gives you the nod and you are gone in fact sometimes we even tell them that though you are late for work we want you to stay because of what god is doing you don't have to go do you know that some people actually came from akuse they drove down to church and drove back me i have encounters with god and i'll sit down and send text messages that please come to church this wednesday because i have met god and he has something for you people will look at it and not come man now if i don't believe that does this we know he's a natural man then sunday you see all of them they will come and appear and they will show their faces like egyptian mummies you should bless them they think that you control the anointing you see on off on off when you like tell them about the power of god is sacred look the anointing that can raise the dead can kill the anointing that can open a door, it can close it. Hallelujah. Because of the awesomeness of God, the only right response to God is the fear of God. Reverence. And look at me. There are degrees in holiness. Our reverence for God is in degrees the bible says that 
we perfect holiness we must perfect holiness with the fear of god the fear of god there is reverence for god he's saying that your holiness is measured by your level of reverence for god though reverence for god is a thing in the heart it has a corresponding action the best thing to do in relation to the reverence of god directly is worship actually at certain places in the bible it means the same thing the word reverence is to have great respect but that is still for men and for things but the word reverence as it relates to god is what we call worship 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 so our greatest reverence to god will be our worship listen you must stop for god you must become quiet for god you must kneel for god you must bow to god and you must lie prostrate to god the guys who are before the throne they cover their face you know some of you every time you are praying you are praying aloud it shows me where you are i'm not about to talk when the lord is close to me i can't even open my mouth if you see me close to god or deep in the spirit and i'm praying no i'm not praying no it's the holy ghost is praying through me i'm prophesying speaking by the spirit sometimes you reverence god to the point that you are quiet you don't the least noise and that is why those who really want to meet god go far from the noise they are alone actually that is the secret if you can have time alone because anybody who comes in that disrespect for god any intruder any noise any other thing disrespects god good intentions notwithstanding good words notwithstanding you know some of you cannot just lie down without praying without talking and you are worshiping and you are worshiping and you are worshiping so deep you know some of you cannot stand still i can stand still like this for two hours for four hours still not because i learned it in the military it's just part of the discipline of a prophet he is too close you can't even blink sometimes it's so sacred you are not even sure you are breathing you want to know the secret to the glory the secret to the power the secret to the anointing the secret to prosperity the secret of life reverence for god it doesn't even do justice to it the fear of god now look at me the fear of god must be literal do you know why god said the israel should never fear those idols because it's equal to worship so it was an offense to fear those gods you must fear god he said oh prophet but we know that we must have faith in god we should not be afraid of god yes that is the canal side of it 
you're afraid of God because you don't trust him you think that he can he's some way too much that's not what I'm talking about but you revere God to the place where you literally I remember the day the spirit of the fear of the Lord came upon me you remember we say that we have the spirit of wisdom the spirit of understanding the spirit. we agreed that the Ephesian church had the Holy Spirit but Paul had to pray again that they should have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so we also have the spirit of the fear of the Lord you have a measure of it at new birth just as you have the Holy Spirit at new birth but it must come upon you like a garment I remember that day vividly I was going to preach at Nkwanta and I was packing my clothes and the Lord said don't take any suit jacket take only long robes when he spoke it the fear of the Lord came upon me I feared all through the parking because he was standing right there he was showing me the difference between sacred things and common things now listen we have clean things on clean things we have holy things on holy things but we have holy things and most holy things our subject should be frightening you by now but if you don't spend time in the presence of God you'll be so carnal you can't go into the deep things of God the Holy Spirit is ready to take you into the deep things of God the deep things of God are the most holy things of God let me try and see if I can put all this together do I said I was closing let me see if I can just make all this today's sermon so that tomorrow we can get into something else now the most sacred things of God cannot be shared yes I just said it you can share the holy things but you can't share the most holy things look at me look at me everybody I know a man 14 years ago whether in the body or out of body I cannot tell God knows he was caught up into the third heavens and heard words unspeakable which were not lawful for any man to utter you can only experience it you can't tell it I was in a three hour conversation with my son about my experiences with God and three times he tried to record everything I was saying I said don't worry I'm here I'm your dad I'm right by you so I will tell you everything you don't need to record it as he was hearing the things he said he, he, he never heard things like that and then he asked have you ever been into God in heaven and I said I can tell you everything up to this point but the things I experienced in God it is too holy you can't even think it to rehearse it you even rehearse it in your mind trying to rehearse it is like sin so you don't even try to remember you cannot say it spiritual things are to be discerned how much more the deep things they are to be discerned 
scrutinize, examine. Distinguished. But descent also means separated. Jesus said to Peter, launch into the deep. You've been toiling all night long, but you've been fishing in shallow waters. Launch to the deep. Because those who go down into the deep and do business in the deep, they see the wonders of God. Honey, if you go to the seabed, those creatures, you don't know whether they are plants or animals. These creatures are the seabed. You see plants and they are walking like animals. You see animals and they are like plants. When you go, you do business in deep seas. When you engage the Holy Ghost for six hours, honey, it is different from when you engage him for five minutes. Everybody will tell you that. It is time for some of you to go two weeks, go hide in God's presence, two weeks intense, not because you want a husband or a wife, or because your job is threatened. Don't seek God only because of things. That's doing business in shallow waters. Last year, Jesus came to this church and stood at the back there for like 10 days. All of us didn't see him, but all of us felt him. But this year, every eye must see Jesus because he must appear in a very visible form for even the ordinary unbeliever to come and see. But you see, there are the protocols of the Spirit. Jesus was going to Kumasi in December. He sent me. He sent two of us. I don't know who the other man of God is, but he sent two of us to Kumasi to go ahead of him. If we didn't go, he won't come. We have the protocol of the Spirit. Jesus won't stand up and just appear here. Something must happen for him to appear here. His glory is so holy. There must be some basic protocol. See, because of the way we pray, the prayer is so unholy that people think prayer is unholy. But prayer is holy. Holy men prayed and said, give me Scotland or I die. And God gave them Scotland. But we pray strange, weird, satanic, fleshly, sinful prayers. And we think Jesus will appear. Is it a joke or something? You actually go further away. I will say sanctify by the word of God and prayer, which means prayer sanctified. Prayer sanctified. There's a sanctification that happens only in prayer. The first sanctification happens by the blood of Jesus. It's to change you from an unbeliever to a believer. The second sanctification happens by the word of God. Washing of water by the word renews your mind. The third sanctification is the prop sanctification. It is the sanctification of the spirit. It happens in prayer. 
cleanses you makes you lighter in the spirit then you are becoming like light then gravity can't hold you down no more the flesh can't hold you down no more negative thoughts unbelief can't hold you down no more doubt can't hold you down no more weakness the infirmity of the flesh can't hold you down no more some of you think our destination is this earth just to eat some tozafi and some akple and some kinky and just eat and then you know just uh, crave and indulge and, and you know fulfill our desires and our lusts so that everybody knows that me too I did some of you are living to living your life to prove a point you are busily competing with your rival and some of you women you adore these things because you think that's femininity it's not femininity it's flesh you are so sacred hear the holy spirit talking to you let the holy spirit talk to you before you sleep or at least when you wake up your day is sanctified by the word of god and prayer when god speaks to you he sanctifies your day why do we want to be like action why do we want to be like icgc why do we want to be like lighthouse that's not our mandate that's not our calling they do what they are called to do and they do it best watered garden what god has called us to do we can't joke about people are busy fulfilling their mandate and we must find the deep things of God the most sacred things of God and say among the Levites we are the Kohathites we are not Geshenites Merarites we serve around the most holy thing our job is to serve around the ark of covenant we burn the incense on the altar of incense oh when your spirit man is praying your lips is not involved too much when the ba ba is more in your tongues than the ha ha it means you're praying more from your head than you're praying from your spirit that's for free it's not written in the bible but i just told you that this is what i do so i know it when the ba 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 the ra is more in your tongues 
ਦੰਦ ਹਾ there's too much of your sense in the tongue than your spirit it takes energy in the inner man to grow and when you are overwhelmed you get to a place of groanings that is too deep for utterance where is the tears in worship where is the tears in prayer where is the agony in prayer sal shang longing no stop but charming constant elaro constobis esparkro slice hazelnut chemical hasa fami The greatest sin will be to preach it and not experience it. I would rather not talk about it than to talk about it and not experience it. After all, we can leave it for another day. How many times do you hear me talking about the glory of God? It's not what you throw about. If it's not happening, shut up. is too sacred to even mention by the grace of god i will never say that says the lord until it is that says the lord if i have an impression in my spirit i'll tell you i have an impression in my spirit if i have a word of knowledge i'll tell you it's a word of knowledge it's not even all prophecies is that says the lord holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit use him as a missionary in india in sri lanka in indonesia let muslims hindus bow to the anointing on this young man esu lo esu kam batilaba o kamazashi Give me the holy anointing oil. For said the Lord, your children are holy. Tonight when you go home, I want you and your spouse or your elder daughter or elder children or elder sister our elder brother to surround your other children the little ones and pray around them and say you are holy to the lord they are not your children they are an heritage of the lord I put the holy anointing oil on your life. Live for this. 
I want to visit my son, one of the boys God gave us, at school. And there was this boy I admire so much. When you see him, you just know that this guy is. And because it's a science school, and that's actually the second cycle institution that produces the most doctors, or most doctors in this country. When I saw the boy, I said to myself, surely the Lord's anointed doctor is before him. I just love the boy. He's so orderly and so excellent. I was shocked. This boy said, I want to tell you something. Can we step aside? I said, yes. He said, I have decided that after our exam in May, I will not go to the university. I will step straight into ministry. But I want to run that by you to see if it's the good thing to do. Wow. Wow. You, you, you don't get it. Do you get it? You know the way we are crazy for medical? We say medical or suicide. And this guy in the best science school in, in this country said, I want to step into ministry now. You know, Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. I was like, where did he get this from? May God give you something that the whole world will covet. May God give your children an age during inheritance. Be on your feet and start praying in the spirit. We're closing. I said to the boy the more you rise academically the more you appreciate even the wisdom of God so go ahead and finish the school don't stop at SHS during our time the break-even point of knowledge was O levels but now the break-even point of knowledge is first degree so at least first degree is the basic so you finish your first degree and let's see it can happen today I'm telling you it doesn't have to wait for two years for you to see the glory of God it doesn't have to wait for two years it can happen tonight Come on, open your mouth. You're talking to God. And go deeper and go deeper and go deeper. Forget about the service and concentrate on the Holy Ghost. Tell him things. If you don't have anything to tell him, just cry. And say, I don't even have the words. 
Holy Spirit and the most sacred things of God. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Step up the prayer a little bit. Step up the prayer. Step up the prayer. Step up the prayer. Step up the prayer. Prophecy is sacred. Prayers are sacred. Worship is most holy. Dumb bicycle. Tell the Holy Spirit to even help you in prayer. I'm telling you. Our infirmity is our inability. And our being unskilled in a place of prayer. Is it true that our holiness could be perfected? Yes. Perfecting holiness by the fear of God. That's what the Bible says. Lord, come upon us now and release your power and let your presence fall. Lord, we proclaim you now. Lord, we proclaim you now. Of your mighty power and your awesome majesty, Lord, come upon us now and release your power and let your presence fall. Lord, we proclaim you now. Lord, we proclaim, singers, come up, of your mighty power and your awesome majesty. 
sing it. Release your Oh, 
you so much for listening. We believe this teaching has been a blessing to you. We want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for life-defining and changing moments with the Holy Spirit. Follow us on all social media platforms at Prophet Prince Manasseh Achu and join the Prophet Sunday services at 9 a.m. See you next week.